Yeah, they're a little bit more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. What? And where's it? We're pretty, we're pretty slick, Meg. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on now. I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. So in Canada, we talk about retiring at age 65. We've got this really great thing called CPP that helps us do that. But when I talk to people in their 30s and 40s and sometimes even 50s, there's a lot of concern out there that CPP won't be around for them. Um, You know, people think that there's uh, all these baby boomers taking out of the uh, taking out of the, the pot and that there's not going to be enough left for them. So um, I wanted to ask you, Megan, for your opinion and your expertise on uh, on that topic. Is CPP going to be around for us? Well, that's a kind of loaded question. <laughs> Let me get on my crystal ball. Um, okay, so valid concern. There is a large portion of our population that will be accessing the CPP benefits. There is not as many entering into the workforce to put back into this pot of money as there was in the past, but there still is a lot of us contributing because it is Canada-wide. The whole country contributes to that big pot of money. Mm -hmm. There actually is an external body that does analysis, some regulatory measures to be able to make sure that CPP is sustainable. That really is their their only job is to make sure that, you know, CPP is performing the way that it should and that it is sustainable over the long term for various generations. Uh And they release a report, they actually released a report this year, 2023, that said that the CPP is sustainable for at least 75 years. So based on their analysis, based on their projections, they and even with everything they know with the things that have happened with COVID, with interest rates, with all those things, they say CPP has a sustainability period of minimum 75 years. So for me and you, we're okay. That's good news. That's good news. For um, our kids, probably also good news. Yeah. For their kids, not such good news. Right. Right. So it's one of those things where they are the experts in the space. They do the due diligence. They do the analysis. Curveballs are being thrown at these formulas, these Mm -hmm. economic models all the time that we haven't seen before. So Mm To say that that's a hundred percent ironclad is not it's not realistic, but it is the best estimate that we have right now. So I wouldn't worry too much for 
us and maybe our kids, right? But their kids are, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. 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 And I would imagine like it would be a problem based on all the factors staying the way that they are right now. Like there could be another like baby boom at some point there, there could be other things that CPP does to, um, bolster the money that's in there to have it last longer. Like they're experts. I don't know. I, I really rely on experts. And I think that, you know, they will do what they need to do. Like retirement in Canada is something that we are really proud of Mm -hmm. compared to other nations. Right. Um, And I don't think my personal opinion is that I don't think that they would allow that to slip away um, without like a lot of, trial um and like a lot of innovation in the future on what can they do right um yeah like i personally am not concerned about it like if we if we look at the number of millennials um it's a really big generation Mm -hmm. and that you know that that is it's still a lot of people putting into the pot um and yeah, like innovation. I don't know. I just figured that the experts will get it sorted out at some point. They're not going to let it drain out and us lose our, (laughs) this thing that we're so proud of as Canadians. I think the more, the bigger question is not if it's going to be there for us, because I really, I really think it likely will. Mm -hmm. You can plan accordingly, plan for, for it not to be available to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the bigger question is, when should you take it Mm -hmm. as well as people like you and I who are self-employed how can we structure our income while we're earning it to either maximize or account for maybe not getting CPP yeah because that is something that's really important I mean when you're self-employed, you have a little bit of leeway when it comes to how you earn your income. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a really important question that you need to yeah. consider. You need to talk to someone to understand how, what the things that you're doing now are going to impact you. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, well, and I wonder, let's, let's do, um, so if you're listening, like you're just in on our little, uh, little chats here, um, let's do a episode like specifically on that. So if that's something, if Megan just said something that piqued your, your curiosity, um, look at what other episodes we, uh, we have, cause I think that we should just do an episode entirely on that. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask you, I don't know if you know a lot about this or not, but uh, most people know very little about this. Do are you do you know how CPP is managed and invested? Like most people have no idea. So I'm sure we have some listeners that like, okay, you're talking about these experts and the longevity of it, but like, what do they do with the money? Do you know about that? So from just looking up at the report um, that I found on the CPP annual report about the Mm -hmm. sustainability and, and how it's been performing. Mm -hmm. It it looks like there is like a whole board that manages the CPP assets Mm -hmm. and they communicate to the crown in regards to they're they're supposed to be at arm's length. Right. Um, I don't know a, a ton about how it, 
the the logistics or anything, but yeah. Um, Does it list the holdings on that report that you're looking at? So the report I'm looking at right now, it gives me the total. So as of March 31st, it had 500. Oh, that's interesting. It had 570 billion dollars. It had a 10 year net return of 10%, which is Okay, so they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been performing really well. Mm -hmm. um, they have a lot of money to play around with. Mm -hmm. They do mention in their report a lot of the um, factors that have been impacting them because it's mm -hmm. more than just like market funds. Like they, they don't just invest in stocks. Like mm -hmm. these pension funds are investing in bonds in infrastructure in real estate mm -hmm. in private equities and public equ equities like they have their fingertips in a lot of different ways to invest over and above what me and you would be investing in totally yeah <laughs> when you have, yeah. yeah if you live in a city that has a mall or a couple of malls go and find out who owns them uh in victoria more than one as far as i know is owned by cbb so we know that real estate and commercial real estate typically has a pretty um, nice rate of return. Um, and yeah, so different than, than what you and I might have access to, um, like they can just go and buy a mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. What? And where is it? We're pretty, we're pretty slick, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> um, but they also have a lot more tape to go through. They can't just see an yeah. opportunity and jump on it. Yeah. They have to go through due diligence. They have to go through board approval. Mm -hmm. And so decisions maybe sometimes take longer. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever watched uh, like Shark Tank or Dragon's Den and heard the stories about the due diligence that, that you know, that the sharks go through before making an investment, um, you can only imagine the, the amount of due diligence you have to go through when you're spending the money of, you know, 35 million people. Right. Because it is, it's our money, right? Yeah, like no, we no went to work. Here. Yeah. We earned the money. We see it come off every single paycheck um, and we give it to them, you know, in trust that in return for that, that in our 60s, that we'll get something back. And so um, I'm really thankful that they have a bunch of those um, uh, stages <laughs> and take in place for that extra due diligence, right? Um, and I haven't looked at the report you're looking at. I think I've read something similar in the past, uh, but I'd love to hear like 10%. That's if all of us got 10% on our portfolios, um, we'd be pretty happy, right? I mean, that's kind of a, um, that's many people's goal. And so to hear that our money is being used um, in a way that's getting those results is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so if anyone is interested in the report, all you have to do is Google CPPIB. And how I even knew the report existed is because back when the last report was generated, which I think was in like 
a few years ago. I think they do it like every couple of years. Cause I uh -huh. read in this report that this one is for this time period. And then the next one won't be until like two, 2025 or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't, don't quote me on that, but it wasn't like an annual thing. It's mm -hmm. like sporadic. The only reason I knew this report existed is because I listened to a podcast called Rational Reminder and everybody loves host, Rational Reminder. I'll put a link yeah. to it in the show notes. The hosts on that podcast are way less fluffy than you and I. I don't feel like we're very fluffy, but they're like super rigid want to read white papers they want to look mm. at models and formulas like they're very analytical mm -hmm. and they talked about it I don't know how long ago but I remember them talking about it so if yeah. you're more of like that analytical mind well I have a zoom coffee chat with Mr. Ben Felix next week so maybe I'll ask him for a few things to add into the show notes or into our next uh, episode or maybe yes. we'll just have him come on yes you should definitely ask him okay. to come on. he um so it's been the hosts of that podcast are Ben Felix and Cameron Passmore mm -hmm. and they just have a way of taking really complex reports like this one mm -hmm. and boiling them down to kind of be simple that it's not super simple as simple as it can be yeah as yeah as it's it still yeah it's still a bit dry and jargony but uh yeah. but not not like some of the other like not like the white paper that they had to read before they regurgitated on their podcast right. that's really dry <laughs> and I I liked the report that I was looking at because it had like graphics and like overviews and like mm -hmm. it caught my eye whereas reports that are just straight words can be a little bit harder to follow mm -hmm. um anyway yeah um one last thing do you do you know off the top of your head um or maybe just looking at the report um what like if somebody works a full career what what do they get for cpp and when do they get it okay so do you know those numbers i have some uh, benchmarks mm -hmm. that you can factor into your mind. So when you, you are entitled to CPP starting at 60 till 70, there's no benefit to taking it later than 70. If you worked a full career and paid into the CPP, the maximum that you can put in mm -hmm. your monthly income from CPP is going to be $770. Okay. That's taxable. And that number is before taxes. Okay. Kind of like when you're thinking mat leave and they, right. you know, they yeah. give you the number, but then what gets deposited is a little bit different. If you wait till 65, which is normal and the most commonly age that people take it yeah you get more so if you wait you get more and the, the maximum at age 65 is twelve hundred dollars a month okay okay but if you wait till age 70 you're gonna get seventeen hundred dollars a month wow it's a huge so difference it's a it's a significant difference so if you delay receiving your cpp until age 70, mm -hmm. 
You're going to increase. Let me just move this. Let me get That's out. $12,000 a year difference. It is 42% more yeah. wow. than if you would have started at 60. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 42%. Holy so God. it's one of those factors where you got to think about like, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to take it at 60. You might need the money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be all straight honest. Totally. You might, yeah. yeah. You might not think that it's worth waiting 10 years because you maybe don't have longevity in your life. Yeah. Totally. Um, you don't know what's going to happen between then and now. There's so mm -hmm. many reasons to yeah. take it at different ages. To take, yeah. 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 So in terms yeah. of the numbers, that's kind of the lay of the land. Okay. But an important number also is that the so I said the maximum at age 65 is twelve hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. But the average is seven hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And the reason that the average is lower is because some people haven't contributed the maximum for their career. Right. And that yeah. could be for a variety of different reasons. It could yeah. be that they took time off. It could be that they didn't make the income threshold where they paid that amount. And so the That's income right. threshold, you, the rule of thumb is $66,000, $67,000. So right. if you make $66,000, $67,000 or more, you're going to contribute the maximum. Right. If you If you make less, you're not going to contribute the maximum and therefore you're not going to get that $1,200 a month at mm -hmm. age 60. So for all those moms out there working part-time or not working at all, or, um, you know, doing, you know, maybe the only income that they have is like childcare with the neighbor's kid after school or something along those lines. Right. Um, these are those factors that, that, uh, um, often actually don't get taken into consideration when we're making those decisions because we have to make the decision with what's right in front of us like this baby who needs to be taken care of and so we're going to take some time off work in order to do that um but it also happens um like later in our kids lives um often yeah. it's mom who takes hours um away um as well as aging parents um, is yeah. the other piece. Um, so, you know, some people will refer to it like as the pink tax, right? Um, that, that there is a cost to the things that, that many of us, uh, many of us do. Um, I'm not suggesting that the cost is always the benefit. I'm only suggesting that there is a cost. Yeah. And I think too, um, there is actually a provision when it comes to, if you had to take time off or have reduced hours while raising your family. Um, because in Canada and probably globally, we did essentially go from that one income family to the two, yeah. which has dramatically shifted the way that everything works. And so there is, if you were the primary caregiver for a child, there is a CPP um, provision that you can kind of, it gives you that little boost to help mm -hmm. increase the amount of CPP retirement pension that you're yeah. entitled because you had to, you know, raise your family. Totally. Um, there isn't anything like that while you're supporting potentially aging parents. Right. Um, 
And so that is something for sure, for sure to keep in mind. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.